Located at the top of Wisconsin, Bayfield County is considered by many of the locals to be the wild side of the dairy state. This is a place of majestic beauty with national treasures that include the Apostle Islands, the natural wonders of its sea caves, and rugged sandstone cliffs that frame the clear waters of Lake Superior. This is Bayfield County Wild. Thank you for joining us on this spooktacular edition of Bayfield County Wild. I'm Nancy Christopher, along with my co-host, Mary Motiff, Director of Bayfield County Tourism. Hi, Mary. Hi, Nancy. You know, I don't know about you, but I think October ranks right up there as one of my favorite times of the year. How about you? Absolutely. Fall is my favorite time of the year, I have to admit. And you know, as much as I enjoy all the greening in the spring, the colors in fall are amazing. Where are some of the best places to view the fall colors in Bayfield County? Well, we just happen to have about half a million acres of forest (laughs) in Bayfield County. So there's lots of great places to view fall colors. A couple of my favorites are the Juniper Rock Overlook, which is you have to walk in maybe a half a mile. And when you get to this overlook, it overlooks the Pinocchi Mountain Range. And it's just absolutely gorgeous. Wow. So really worth finding that spot and and taking that little hike in to get to that overlook. And then if you're just driving around and you don't want to actually get out and hike, we have a couple of paved roads through the National Forest that are very popular for taking a leisurely drive and looking at the fall colors. One of them is Forest Road 236, also called the Brinks Road. And that one, if you're traveling on Highway 2, I know, is right between Ashland and Iron River. And that's where Forest Road 236 intersects with Highway 2. And if you just take that up and wind through the forest, you'll eventually intersect with County Road C, which is just north of Washburn. And you can loop back around that way. That's a beautiful drive. Another one is the Delta Drummond Road, which literally connects the town of Delta to the town of Drummond. And it just so happens to be right near the Delta Diner on one end of the (laughs) the route, which is a, a great way to to start or end your fall drive there. And there are so many others. If you, if you just order a county map. I was going to say a map is in order. Yeah, absolutely. And then the other great thing is we have our county highway map on the Avenza app. So if you have a smartphone, you can download that when you have service or when you have Wi-Fi. And then it will locate you on that map while you're driving around without having to have a connection. It just uses the GPS from your phone. And so it's a great tool to use when you're out driving around in the middle of the National Forest. Perfect. Okay, so speaking of amazing things to see, and that's emphasis on amazing, tell us about the corn mazes and all the other family fun things you can do around here. Sure. There's two really great corn mazes. One of them is the Ulu corn maze. That's literally in Ulu. Where else? (laughs) And... uh, (laughs) It's the home of Ulu Glass, too, where they do the glass blowing in that same little town. And that's a really, really great corn maze. And then there's a newer one that just started a few years ago in Mason, which is more in the central part of the county. Ulu's in the northwestern part of the county. And uh, the one down in Mason is run by White River Ag. And they have hay rides as well. And it looks like they have a hay pyramid this year where you can climb and slide through the hay bales. And so two really great ways to enjoy corn mazes in Bayfield County. And then there's so many great orchards and farms to visit. And I really highly recommend anybody coming up 
whether you're coming to Apple Festival or not, get out to some of the orchards because each one of them are a little bit different and offer different varieties of apples. Some of them have pumpkins. It's just a great trip in the fall to go out to one of the orchards and get, you know, a caramel apple or yeah, just enjoy those fall colors too. Yeah, and of course, Mary, no October is complete without visiting the annual haunting grounds. Where do you recommend? Where do we go to get spooked? So at one of those corn mazes, the Ulu corn maze, the last one they do, which is the weekend before Halloween, they do a night maze. And that is the place to go if you really want to get spooked because yeah. you will, <laughs> you'll be surprised at, at what you'll find and maybe some of the things that may or may not jump out at you <laughs> at the corn maze that night. Yeah, I remember one time I was in a cord maze at night, and of course I had my daughter with me, and out of nowhere this, the uh, chainsaw. Yes, yes, the chainsaw. (laughs) Oh my gosh, we jumped into the maze. We Uh, were scared to death. (laughs) So that's that's a good one if you really, you know, like to to get spooked. And then the other one is a more family-friendly version, which is the Bayfield Ghost Walk. Oh, fun. That's a guided uh, walk around the Bayfield area where the person leading you on the tour shares tales of the supernatural, including dearly departed spirits who still linger in local <laughs> civic buildings and other shivery stories. So that's that's a really, it's about a mile walk and it takes maybe just over an hour, it looks like, to do that. So that's another fun way to get out and get a little spooked. And of course, it's harvest time in Bayfield County. You mentioned the orchards. Where do you recommend? I recommend going to multiple orchards because like I said everyone has just a different feel to it different things that they offer a lot of them have stores attached to them so there's Sunset Valley Orchard they have a really neat little gift shop there and you'll be amazed at the beautiful clothing and jewelry that they have there among other things and then Hillcrest has an antique shop as does Erickson's Orchard, separate from the Orchard Store. And Hauser's, you know, has the barn, which has all sorts of things, jams and jellies and just all sorts of apple treats. And and they have a winery, but they've moved their winery over and combined it with the Seven Ponds Winery now sells Hauser's and Seven Ponds is making their own wine now out of grapes. So they have the apple wines and the grape wines. So there's a number of wineries that are up in Orchard Country now. Pikes Creek Winery is another new winery at Highland Valley Farm. And then there's one I can't miss. uh, Apple Hill Orchard has my favorite caramel apples, which are the ones with coconut on them. Oh, delicious. Well, I'm glad you mentioned Hauser's because when we come back, we're going to meet one of the orchard owners, and it happens to be Jim Hauser. He's going to talk about his five-generation farm and apple fest one of the Midwest's premier festivals, so don't go away. Lakewoods offers a wide variety of Northwoods accommodations for your getaway. Whether it's a romantic weekend for two, a golf weekend with friends, or a vacation with the family. Choose from cozy lodge rooms, luxurious condominiums overlooking Lake Nemacagan, spacious golf villas among the beautiful fairways and greens of Forest Ridges Golf Course, or quaint lake homes in a variety of locations along the shores of Lake Nemacagan. Some of our more unique lake homes are Island Log Retreat, a two-bedroom cabin on your own private island. And the seven-bedroom lake home, Namakagan Shores, features a private dock, beach, and fire pit and is perfect for group getaways or executive retreats. But no matter which accommodation type you choose, you'll experience the distinct Northwoods charm and modern comfort of Lakewoods Resort. 
Many of our accommodations have kitchens, but you'll also want to visit our Lakeside Restaurant for its outstanding Northwoods cuisine. Lakewoods, the perfect place to hang your hat after a day in the Northwoods. More at lakewoodsresort.com. Located on Lake Superior's South Shore, the Herbster Cottage is a lovely modern two-bedroom rental home within walking distance from the sand beach where you can enjoy the peace and quiet of the lake. Both rooms have queen-size beds with a bathroom on each floor. The kitchen is equipped with all new appliances and the dining room seats six comfortably. There is Wi-Fi, cable TV, a screened porch, and a large backyard. There's even a restaurant nearby. It's the perfect place to get away from it all while still enjoying the amenities of a beautiful home near Lake Superior and the Apostle Islands. Find out more at HerbsterCottage.com. As the weather starts to chill, the smell of apples, apple butter, apple cider, and yummy baked apple goods lures lots of visitors and residents alike to Hauser Superior View Farm. Joining us today is the owner, Jim Hauser. It's great to have you with us, Jim. Thank you. Great to be here. Now, you have quite an operation. Tell us about your farm. Well, our farm is, we're in five generations now, so my son is, is the fifth. But we started out around 1908. My great-grandfather was an alumni of UW-Madison. He had a degree in horticulture, actually, and he came up here working for a different company, Salzer Seed Company. He's working for them indirectly. And he must have decided that he liked to, because it, it was quite an undertaking to come from lacrosse or that's where he was living then to come up here it wasn't uh like you got in the car like today and drive here in a day it, it, it was quite a process to get here so and at that time there wasn't much as far as infrastructure and paper there's the town and stuff but there wasn't much roads or i think the railroad was there but he decided that he wanted to live here so he bought some property here that's adjacent to the farm now but so what was it like at the turn of the century to have a farm and how has it changed over the years well, it, it, at the time, a lot of it had been logged off, so there, in parts there was, wasn't a lot of trees, per se. So there was a lot of stumps and stuff, but they built like a, it was this kind of, they call it the shack. We have a picture. It wasn't much of a building, and that's what they, they lived in. But, uh, you know, it was just a small operation. They had, you know, horses and, and cows and other animals, but it wasn't, uh, you know, I think they hauled their water from town. I mean, it wasn't, they didn't have a well at that time. That was just, a, you know, it was a homestead, basically. But, and the adjoining farm, that they called it Fairview Farm. For uh, I think it was only in operation a year, I think. But then my great-grandfather acquired that, and then that's what turned into Superior View Farm. And why is it called Superior View Farm? Well, we're up on up on top of the hill there. We have a, a kind of a panoramic view of Lake Superior, Madeline Island, Long Island. You can see all the way over to uh, Michigan from where we are. And the story of your red barn, it's really high up there. If you go up there, you can really see that panoramic view, correct? Co correct. Yep. The, the barn is a 1928 Sears barn. It came into town by railroad, and then they hauled it up with horse and wagons at that time. And then it was constructed by local carpenters but so that's kind of cool in itself there's not very many existing sears barns in wisconsin anymore so what you ordered it by catalog it came out of the catalog yes mm -hmm. and that was it 
it's kind of weird, but yeah, that's what they did at the time. You could order about anything out of the catalog back in back in those days, and that was it. Yeah. So, what is the barn used for these days? Well, in the early years, obviously they had they had cows that they had milk cows at the time, but um, now it's our our store where we sell in the spring. We do our perennials and annuals there, and it's kind of a gift shop during the summer and. We have our small fruits and stuff, and in the fall, it turns over, and that's where we have our um, sell our apples and cider and, and that type of stuff. Upstairs, where the hay used to be, that's my dad has a bunch of different collections and different things up there that people can go up and look at. And there's a, I want to say a, a, a viewing platform built on the inside that that looks out towards the lake. So on your website, Jim, there's a really great picture of the red barn. And people can really see just how really cool it is. Yeah, and it used to have um, some, they covered up part of the bottom at one time years ago. And in a, in a, well, I think it was like three years ago, we took that off and had the front repainted and re made it w look the way it did originally. And it's really, really made it really stand out. I found this really fascinating too. Your farm is home to Bayfield's original night orchard. What's the significance of this orchard? Well, that was planted at the turn of the century by Bill Knight. He was one of the first people to plant apples up in the Bayfield area. He was kind of a, I'm going to say an entrepreneur, but he had a big house in town. And I don't know, for some reason, he's one of the first ones that decided, well, you know, why don't we try to grow some apples here? Because in between here and La Crosse, there wasn't much as far as communities there, and there wasn't much experimentation at that time so he started growing apples and there was quite a few other experimental farms in the area but uh, and that orchard is still producing today the, the variety that's grown now is the Dudley which is an old apple old time I guess you would call it an heirloom apple now but um, it's it's a it's a good apple for what it what it is <laughs> they didn't want to call it the night apple no I think it was it was developed somewhere else i mean he didn't he didn't develop the apple he just planted the trees so and what kind of flavor is a dudley is it more sweet a dudley is more of a tart it's more for cooking a cooking apple it's a great pie apple we make a lot of our pies with dudleys yeah it's a great pie apple and i bet it's the only place you can find a dudley apple too um no there's another orchard uh, yeah th there's a few that have them and you can find them if if you if you and not many people grow them. Everybody, that's a problem with apples. Everybody wants the, the newer ones. So everybody, some apples go by the wayside and new ones are planted. You know, supposed to be better, supposed to, you know. <laughs> so how many types of apples do you grow there? Um, we probably have about 13 from 13 different varieties. And you have to understand, they're not all ready at, like, say, Apple Fest time. Some are earlier, so there's, there's four or five varieties that are earlier, and there's some kind of mid-season, and there's the later varieties, so, but probably 13 or 15 altogether. And you talked about some of the newer apples. Have you come across any new types of apples you can share? Well, there's there's one that, that we we found in our orchard. It was from a seedling. What, what we figured was happened, there was kind of a depression in the ground where we'd taken out a tree years ago, and when you haul apples out from the orchard, usually with a tractor and a trailer, you're always e eating apples whenever you haul apples. <laughs> it's just the way the, the way it goes. You're always eating an apple. So anyway, so these apple cores, you always threw them 
when you get towards the road, so we, you know, we throw your apple core. Well, eventually a tree grew up there, and, and after a while it had fruit on it. And well, we discovered that the fruit was, was really nice apples, so we called it Hauser's Merlot because of the color of it. And it's a really deep red, correct? Yeah, yeah, kind of a maroon or merlot color, I guess, if you, you're looking at color. We sent it into the to state to see if they could identify it, and when they said, well, no, it was, you know, these open cross apples, which which it was, which means it's pollinated by, you don't know what it was pollinated by, they, you know, that's how they develop new varieties, so they said it's just something that's, you know, originated on its own, so. That's really cool. Yeah. Hauser's Merlot, if anybody wants to try that. So, tell us about your nursery and greenhouses. That's a big operation as well. Yeah, it's um, the the uh, wholesale annual greenhouses, which is fairly new to us. I think that was 2016 that we started that. There's a gentleman just south of town that had had these two, what, 30 foot wide by 150 foot greenhouses that he grew annuals as a wholesale business, and he wanted to retire, so he approached us with if we wanted to buy his greenhouses and take over his operation. So we did, but that meant that we had to take those greenhouses down and put them back up at our place and then build the, the infrastructure to go with it all within a summer. So, because we had to be open that spring. So it was it was quite a summer, but yeah, it's it's new and it's it's exciting. My That's my son's view for the future is, is working in that, in which he does now, so. And your son is the fifth generation of housers. Correct, So yes. how does the wholesale operation work? Well, right now our catalog is done and it's it was sent out just the other day. So we send it out to our wholesale customers. They fill it out, place an order, usually by December. And then we start growing things oh, mid-February to fill those orders when they want those. So, And usually they're delivered in end of April, first part of May. Now, is that... Does that tie into the red barn plant sale? It does, because all the annuals that we sell at, and, and a few of the perennials that we sell at the, the red barn plant sale are grown right on site, yes. And, and that's the, not the wholesale, but that's retail where anyone can that's go. That's retail, correct. Correct, yes. I know I bought my raspberry canes from you. Yep, yep, <laughs> for sure. But wholesale, you, you sell all across the country, correct? It, it seems there's very few states you're not in. Well, for the... For the perennials, yes. Now the wholesale annuals is a little bit different. That's more localized. But the but the perennials, now we we start those in well, we're always a year ahead. So the ones we 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 start them in February, March, April, until they get big enough. Then we plant those out in June, but we don't sell those until either fall or the following spring. And those are the ones that get sent out because they're they're dormant. They're bare root plants, and they can be shipped easily without much issue. And there's just a few states that you don't ship to, right? Hawaii, Alaska, others? Yeah, there's there's California, Arizona. There's some that are, are more stringent than others for plant material, yes. Oh, okay. So do you have any more plans for expansion, Jim? Um, we're we're doing a little bit of, um, this is the first year, I think it's, I think it's gonna debut this weekend, is we're gonna do some hard cider. So we're gonna have a cidery there that's exciting what just ties in with our regular cider we usually have fresh apple cider which we pressed yesterday but anyway hard cider is is that is just apple cider that's been fermented 
and it's the base, I guess, of all of the, it's not considered a wine. It's considered a wine, but it's a lower alcohol content. I think for table wine has to be between 11 and 16%. I think the cider has to be like, like, like a beer, like three to 5%, I believe. And do you have different tastes, any tastings? There'll be the dry, which is the base, and then there'll be a semi-sweet, yes. Mm -hmm. Jim, something we all look forward to is the first full weekend in October. That's when everyone comes for Apple Fest. What can we expect this year? Well, that's, you know, for Apple Fest, as many years as it's been going on, you, you don't, you don't want to ruin a good thing, so you try to keep it as, as familiar as, as you can. So there's going to be, we have hay rides, there's, uh, there's caramel apples, there's obviously apples and cider and apple pie, you know, just about anything you can think of apple related. Now you have special things going on at the farm. Right. And don't you do a shuttle down to the downtown area? We do. We have, we have free parking at the farm and we have free, offer free, free shuttle rides down to the festival grounds in Bayfield. And then we have free hay rides. There's pony rides for kids, um, you know, and just enjoy the nice weather. And the hay ride's kind of fun. We have a gentleman that does it, and he 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 makes it a lot of fun for the kids. He has these does balloon characters for them, and <laughs> it's kind of cool. Does it cost anything to go to the festival? Uh, no, actually, the festival's free. It doesn't cost to get in at all downtown. Um, even at the farm, or, or what we offer is pretty much the Activities are free. All of the orchards have a booth downtown, too, and actually usually multiple booths, right? Yeah, most everybody has a booth downtown, at least one anyway. So where exactly are you located? We're located, the address is actually 86565 County Highway J, and that's, we're about two miles northwest of Bayfield on J. County Road J runs all the way behind Bayfield kind of the, the bypass of Bayfield, if you want to say it. But. And it literally loops around Bayfield and intersects right. with um, the scenic byway. And so it's it's yeah. nicknamed the Fruit Loop because that's where all the orchard farms are. Yeah. yeah, a lot of the orchards are on on that loop. There is a few that are not on that loop, but they're, they're adjacent to it anyway. Right. So Apple Fest just really kind of consumes all of Bayfield that weekend. Oh, definitely. And in, in, the, in the neighboring towns are full... Because it, it, I mean, for all the hotels are full, so it's it's a big impact on the whole area for sure. So, Jim, what's the best way to learn more about your farm and Apple Fest? Okay, we do have a Facebook page, or we do have a website that's available, and that would be under Superior View Farm. Okay, well, thank you so much, and best of luck with this year's festival. Well, thank you. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back. Mary is going to talk about some of the things to do in Bayfield County this month and give us a preview of what to expect in November. So please, stay with us. Benoit Cheese House is an old-fashioned specialty cheese shop that carries many of Wisconsin's finest cheeses. Since 1973, people have come in for great service and great cheese. Today, the store has expanded to include many other items with Wisconsin charm, including locally produced maple syrups, honey, wine, ice cream, old world meats, soaps, jams, relishes, and much more. Benoit Cheese House takes pride in custom-made cheese and sausage trays and specialty gift boxes for any occasion. Come in to sample some of Wisconsin's award-winning cheeses and then stay for a while to explore the area. 
You can also call or order online to get your order shipped. Benoit Cheese is a great destination for all ages. Open Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. More at BenoitCheese.com. That's B-E-N-O-I-T-C-H-E-E-S-E.com. Nestled in a residential neighborhood just a few blocks from downtown Bayfield, Wisconsin, on the shore of Lake Superior, Seagull Bay Motel offers clean, quiet, comfortable lodging accommodations with a spectacular view of Madeline and Long Islands. Bayfield has become one of the most popular freshwater sailing ports in the country, with many marinas in the area, providing beautiful views of the lake dotted with sailboats. There are fine restaurants and specialty shops within walking distance of the Seagull Bay Motel. Enjoy the walking trail next to the motel that follows the shoreline along the old railroad grade, a perfect place to rest in between adventures. More at SeagullBay.com. Welcome back to Bayfield County Wild. You know, Mary, I feel like we've jammed a lot of things to experience this month in this show today, but I'm sure you know a lot more, right? <laughs> Always. <laughs> yeah, there's lots of events going on, as usual, in Bayfield County in October. Of course, Apple Fest is the big kickoff at the beginning of the month, and every orchard has a little bit of their own festival going on during Apple Fest. So make sure that if you do come up for Apple Fest, you don't just stay downtown, that you get up into the orchards themselves, because that's really a neat experience. And then... Another, uh, remember Choppers had that chicken something oh, yes. event <laughs> earlier this year? Well, they've yes. got another fun event going on. It's the Great Grand View Point 2K, where they race <laughs> Point 2K, which is like, what, 100 yards or oh something? Oh, my God, yeah. Know. Do you just, I thought maybe you just kind of step, like, make five steps, you're done. Yeah, right. And they, I, I'm sure they have a pit stop in the middle where you have to stop and do a shot or something. Yeah. <laughs> And where is that? Where is that? That's fun. That's down in Grandview at Choppers. <laughs> and then uh, Ulu Corn Maze is going on on the weekends, the month of October. It looks like the Rookery Pub has another summer Sunday serenade where they have live music on their beautiful patio. And that's um, October 7th. And then there's the Namakagan Cancer Walk at Lakewoods the following weekend, October 13th. There is a Fun in the Forest ATV ride, which is a benefit for Christmas, oh. where they're collecting toys and non-perishable food items to help those in need enjoy the holidays. You guys are always so benevolent up there. There's always a cause and there's always something that people want to contribute to. Lots of fundraisers, and it's really a great opportunity. It's a great reason to get out and enjoy the trails, you know, and do and, and feel like you're doing something good for others at the same time. So our ATV trails are just gorgeous at that time of the year. That's October 20th. It's based out of Lakewoods and goes all over on the trails. And then there's a fall brew weekend at the Old Rittenhouse Inn at the end of the month, October 26th and 27th. Um, where they serve lots of micro-brews along with their delicious food, and that's a really fun event. Yeah, yummy. Ending, of course, with Zombie Days in Washburn <laughs> that same weekend, October 26th and 27th. And, of course, zombies are all the rage these days. Of course, right? <laughs> and, and so it's actually a really fun event that Washburn, I think it's their sixth year doing this, and there's little events that go on throughout the weekend, 
with scavenger hunts and there's a boogie up the hill bike ride and <laughs> all sorts of fun things going on. There's actually a zombie ball. This is the first time they're going to do the zombie ball at the Harborview Event Center. And costumes have to be a must. Of course, right? Right. There's a, a fun run. You know, there's just all sorts of things. And there's a parade. So, so all these businesses and entities dress up like zombies and represent their organization or business in the zombie parade. So really lots of fun to, to be had if you enjoy zombies. And I know there are some people <laughs> that really don't. But for those who do, this is really a fun event. I confess, I watch Walking Dead. So I do, too. <laughs> okay. And then Choppers has another fun event that weekend, which is a Halloween party. So Choppers has a couple things going on this Yeah, month. they like to have fun, don't they? Yeah, they do. So is there anything else we should know about? Boy, you know, there are all sorts of events that I didn't even mention, of course, that you can find out about on our website and on our Facebook page. So that's always a good idea to check that out. Okay, so what will we be talking about next month, Mary? Sure, we're going to talk with Jen Messias from the Schwamigan Nicolay National Forest, and she's going to talk about all the ways to recreate in the National Forest in Bayfield County. All right, we'll look forward to that. Thanks so much, Mary. Thank you, Nancy. And to everyone listening, if you like what you've heard, we'd love to have you share, review, and subscribe to Bayfield County Wild. If there's anything you'd like to know about today's episode, we'll have the links and resources available in our show notes. And on behalf of Mary and myself, thank you for listening to Bayfield County Wild. Bye-bye.